Fantasy Fuel is powered by Pole Sports. Get instant fantasy football advice through real-time polls by visiting polesports.com. What are you doing, Doc? I need fuel. <laughs> Give me fuel, take a fly, send me tracing out of Zion. Now, here are your hosts, John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle. Welcome back to Fantasy Fuel episode number. 99. Whoa, we're close to that 100 mark. We are close. Unfortunately, we couldn't time it out for the Midwest Fantasy Football Expo, <laughs> but it'll yeah. still be a good one nonetheless. But since we're on the topic, I just wanted to remind everybody, August 18th, it's very, very close. Mm-hmm. It is coming. Three weeks away. Yep. And we're going to be there with a whole bunch of people. Bob Harris from uh, Fantasy Die Hard's Back Row Show. The Fantasy footballers are sending a representative or two. I'm not sure who's going to be there from yeah, them. Yep. But they're going to be there, and we are going to be a part of the charity league from FF Statistics, in which we are playing to send some money to Make-A-Wish. Right. So, now that we have got that out of the way, why don't we talk about pole sports? Yeah. We are going to show you a couple of polls. There's a bunch of them, actually, Mm -hmm. that all have been made today because I went to bed last night and I finished voting on all the polls. (laughs) So here we are, and we're going to vote on some polls, and then we're going to get right into the meat of the episode. So the first one right here, just a half PPR, doesn't save his dynasty or standard or whatever. Who do I keep? Kenyon Drake, Tyrell Williams, or Latavius Murray? Now, there are some more details. I'll click really quick. Any keepers that are kept, you lose that round of the draft. Murray, round 12. Drake, round 9. Williams, round 16. Uh, Drake, round 9. What was the first one? Uh, Murray, round 8, I think, and Williams, 16. So I think it's either between Drake or Williams. It's Drake or Williams. I mean, the, the value with Williams is really good because it's round 16. Yeah. Uh, but Kenyon Drake, to me... I think he's going to have a good season. I think he's I really all right. Do. Everybody's on Kalen Balazs right now, but I think Drake is still going to be he's still He's still a guy. He, look at what he did last year and just think that, okay, Ken, our Balazs is, yeah, he's going to, he's probably going to get a little bit better of a load uh, than maybe I would expect. There's some extent to that, but I think that Kenyon Drake has a really good year. And if you're going to take Kenyon Drake, why not just go ahead and get Balazs later in the draft if you really need to? There you go. All right, we'll go through these pretty quick because there are a bunch of them. So let's see. Who wins this trade? Sammy Watkins or Devontae – or Sammy yep. Watkins and Devontae Freeman or James Conner? It's an interesting one. We both feel Devontae Freeman yeah. is due for a bounce-back year, and Sammy Watkins, if healthy, could be okay. And neither one of us are super high. Do not like drafting James Conner right. in the first round. Um yeah, I'm, I'd probably go with Freeman and Watkins just because I think it's just slightly a better value. And if you can get – if Freeman can come into this year and not get hurt and just be yes. the guy he has been when he's on the field. He was there, a first-round There's back. no question, no yes. question this is the Freeman and Watkins now, side. I but, think yeah. the reason I hesitate here is because I think James Conner – can net you more than what this trade is offering. That's very true. I still yes. like the Freeman walk inside slightly more. Yep. And it's 
dead even right now, only for a few <laughs> votes. Yeah. Uh, who wins this trade? Uh, it's tight end time. Dallas Goddard or Mike Gesicki and a 2020 mid-second rounder. Ooh. Oh, you're talking about a backup tight end in Goddard. Yeah. And then you're talking about <laughs> Gesicki, <laughs> who isn't much better. And if, if Ryan Fitzpatrick plays the entire year, mm-hmm. You've already done your piece on Fitzpatrick before where he does not like throwing to his tight ends that much. Right. So, Gesicki could still just be absolutely nothing. Yeah. And if he is, would you rather have Dallas Goddard or a mid-second rounder next year? I think I just kind of like... It's a dynasty. I kind of like Goddard um, just because I he did okay last year. and It's dynasty, like you said. So, we're talking about if they move on from Ertz at all... Or if Ertz gets hurt, this yes. is huge. Oh, if Ertz gets huge hurt, for Goddard. He's be so amazing. the ceiling to me is way higher with oh, Goddard big time. Yep. because if it's if Ertz not on the field, but he's been he's been proven to be hurt at times. Yep. So I I like the Goddard side more. Uh, the second rounder is kind of tempting, but it's not at yeah. the same time. All right, here's the one I wanted to get to. Who wins this trade? Dynasty Superflex win now. Juju and Carry On or Melvin Gordon and Keenan Allen. Wow. Um the whole the whole Gordon news is just putting dampers. Yes, it like you is. don't know if he's gonna miss the whole year, eight games, four games. But everybody seems to be thinking that it's going to be at least around four games because this is just how it's going to it's roll out with him. Good. It does not look good with Gordon. Oh, that's a good one. I, I got to go with the Juju side mainly because of that. You're at least getting a serviceable running back uh, carry yeah. on. And then, I mean, yeah, it's really Juju should be a top 10, possible top five wide receiver this year. Yeah, I, I can't disagree with that. I and really can't. it's mostly in yeah. favor of Juju right now. Yeah. Who do I draft? Connor Evans or Gurley? That is an interesting one. I'm, um, I'm, we're going to talk about Todd Gurley a little bit today. Mm-hmm. So we'll keep that for now. It's standard keeper, 10 team. Man, I think I'd have to hope for the home run in Todd Gurley in that one, really. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's standard. Hard. Yeah, it's, oh, it's standard. That's, yeah. I'm going with Gurley. I'm going to click it. There it is. Yeah, he's still in the lead, so some people are gaining some confidence yeah. back in Todd Gurley. Yeah, and they should. Who wins this trade? A.J. Green, who we will be talking about very shortly, <laughs> or Tevin Coleman, Austin Eckler, and Kalen Balaj. Look at all those running backs in awkward situations. Yeah. Tevin Coleman, you have he's, done a shuffling the deck yeah. on, and you think he's going to come out on top in San yeah, Francisco? Yeah, he should be. He should be the best running back there. Eckler will have a role even if Melvin Gordon yes. comes back on time. But if Gordon doesn't come back on time, Eckler's role is much higher. Yes, and we just talked about yeah. Kalen Balaj. I think at this particular time, it's a keeper league. Win now. Yeah. you you got to go with the players who are probably going to be on the field, and if one of those guys pans out as yeah. an RB1, you're, I mean... AJ Green is not going to give you a win now, right now, because well, we'll get into it. I'm yeah. sure you all heard about it yes. already, but yeah, you have to go with the other side, in my opinion. Here's a good one: Le'Veon Bell or Aaron Jones in a standard dynasty superflex. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I why? 
Why do you post these questions? Um, <laughs> it wasn't me. It was somebody out the f- there in the first, land. The first rounder is the only reason I would even consider the Aaron Jones side right now. But it is but, standard. It's not PPR yeah. either. So that makes Le'Veon a little less valuable in my opinion. So a first rounder and Aaron Jones. I, it's it's hard. It's close. It's hard. I, I, I don't care which way you go. <laughs> I'm going to be a homer, and I'm going to go with Le'Veon Bell because I'm a Jets fan. And think, it wasn't even close. So that's yeah, fine. I assumed. Yep. Yep. Okay, and I don't know what this one is. It's a blank. Yeah, that's what <laughs> so I'm, I'm getting to. I'm just going to pick something. Oh, let's go back out. Oh, well, it's oh, gone now. Oh, there I see it. Oh, yeah, you had to vote for it to get yeah, it, and I don't even know what I okay. voted for. So, uh, We'll we'll find that one again. <laughs> Glitch in the system. Yep. That's okay. Okay, uh, Royce Freeman and the 109 or Mike Williams. Well... And there are no tags. We don't know if it's standard. Yeah, there's a PPR. couple comments. Let's see what the comments are saying. All right. In a redraft league, if you get another first round pick in the redraft league, you go, okay, that's not. These are comments. There's nah. not actually what this guy's saying. I think I got to go with Mike Williams. I was going to say Mike Williams. I The 109 is, is nice. It's pretty close, but. but. Very slightly in favor. Yeah. All right, here's another good one. Carry on, or everybody's favorite darling, David Montgomery, and a 2020 mid first. Um, I'm going to go with Carry on Johnson this year. Me too. This is a this year thing. It's, I know it, it says dynasty, but I don't care. Yeah. but it's in favor of the other one right now. Yeah, but I'm not on the. Oh, here's another. Here, why don't you click on it and see what it says? <laughs> if I can get to it fast enough, because it's going to go away. It's the same one. Oh, <laughs> somebody's having issues. Yeah, so I'll click not... on the other one. <laughs> okay, we got a few more left. We'll try and get through these quick and then get to the show. Who wins this trade? Amari Cooper, Aaron Jones, 105, or the 102, an early and a late 2021st, and Chris Godwin. Wow, that's a good one. That That's a lot Sheesh. of pieces. Oh, man. Obviously, you all know we're not big fans of Amari Cooper, but we are fans of Aaron Jones. Yeah, and the 105 is nice. I I personally like the bottom one. Well, here's because I'm looking at Chris Godwin Mm -hmm. and Amari Cooper. If Cooper's better than Godwin, I don't know how much it's going to be. Now you have to look at Aaron Jones. Is Aaron Jones in a fifth round pick or a fifth pick overall worth? The second pick and two other. I think you have to go with the bottom one almost. As much as I think Aaron Jones is going to break out this year, I'm. I'm it was a contract one too, but I don't know if we had all the issues. Who do I drop? A whole bunch of (laughs) nadas. I am just Just, going to put Reichwell Armstead just because. Yeah, I'm just just pick one, drop them. It doesn't matter. All right, AJ Green, Derek Henry, Marcus Mariota. This is a dynasty superflex. Or Julio Jones, Andy Dalton. In a mid-third. Um, wow. Derrick Henry has value. Julio has more value by far. A.J. Green right now, I'm not really putting much value in this. I know it's Dynasty, but I'm just not doing it. Man. Mariota, now i got to go with Julio. Yeah, that's, just, that's the only – yeah. There it is. And here's another blank one that we'll have to figure out what wow, it's all about. What is I going don't on? Know. Just right. picking one. I, I picked I pick Trubisky. I don't know what I voted for. I'm but. just picking one of the next one. <laughs> no biggie there. Who wins this trade? Lindsay and Njoku or Hunter and Derrick Henry? I'm liking the Henry and Henry side myself. 
Uh, yep. That's yeah. almost no question to me. All right. Philip Lindsay or Cortland Sutton and Tevin Coleman? I think I got to go with I'm, Sutton I'm going and with Sutton and Coleman. Yep, and the one I put on the other day, just to see what people would, uh, <laughs> how they would react, Christian McCaffrey or Ezekiel Elliott. Now, uh, obviously, we both I, would take I'm going McCaffrey, CMC, there's no question. And, and he is by far. Most people are going McCaffrey. That is awesome. Yep. I like to see that. It's about time, guys. I told you last year. <laughs> you all laughed at me. You are not going to be, well, yours are going to be laughing. They're not laughing anymore. <laughs> All right, guys, we are into the meat of the show, and that means we are talking about training camp. Oh, boy. Madness. The news around the National Football League. There's so much mm-hmm. that has happened in the first weekish <laughs> of training camp. We couldn't decide what else to talk about, so we're just going to try and get through everything, guys. And obviously, we alluded to it earlier. AJ Green is the yeah. hot topic right now. He tore ligaments in his ankle while they were practicing at <sighs> University of Dayton's stadium, which actually gets leased from the high school district something it's it's all sorts of weird it was a part of the nfl's 100th anniversary celebration yeah the field conditions were considered subpar yeah lots of scrutiny and right now aj green is expected to be sidelined six to eight weeks which takes him a couple of games possibly more into the regular season Ligaments. ligaments let's remember that it says six to eight i'm thinking more eight to ten I don't expect him if he if he's recovered by then, I I would expect that he's not going to be fully ready to go until about ten weeks. They're going to play it safe. They need to play it safe. They have to. They have to have him on the field and be one hundred percent. They cannot throw him out there at eighty percent. No, he has to be a hundred percent for them to even have a chance to win. He tried once was yeah. last year, the year before. He tried coming back. And it was too quick, and he just got hurt again. So yep. if they want him, because I've said this before, I believe any team in the AFC North is capable of winning that division, including it's the Bengals. Poss- it's possible. And if they have any shot, if they can go 500-ish with A.J. Green out and he comes back, that could be a big boost to yep. that team. But they can't bring him back too early. They can't do that because he he is the heart and soul of the team right now. I mean, I know Mixon is good, you know, I'm ready to see what he can do for the Bengals, but they need they need AJ Green, and I, to me, 100% would wait for at least eight to ten weeks. Yeah. I wouldn't go six. If you do that, it's a mistake. Which means what when it comes to wanting to possibly draft AJ Green? Where are you at now? He was what a mid third ish rounder. Yeah, currently maybe the back end of the second round if you were reaching a little. If bit. I'm if I'm speaking realistically, I expect him to miss four weeks, mm-hmm. and four weeks is a ch- a good chunk of the of the fantasy season. So yes. you have to you have to put that in the back of your mind. If you can get him late, like seventh ish round or so. That would be, to me, a pretty good, decent yes. value as long as you have some other starters that you can fill in. And then you have A.J. Green yes. coming into the fifth or the sixth week. 
And that, to me, is a really good value. That could be. I've seen other people online say about the sixth round they're willing yeah, to yeah. take him. Depending on what else is out there, I might, but I'm probably staying away. Yeah, it's something that if you have a good plan already, <laughs> you probably don't want to take a risk on something like this. But it's still a, there's still a possibility if you know you can get the guys you want mm-hmm. and A.J. Green, that to me is yes. what I would do if I had that opportunity. So since A.J. Green is going to be out, yep. there are a couple of other people in that mix. And one of them, a lot of people were high on because he was a semi-value pick, and that is Tyler Boyd, yep. who we just had an offer for. We have him in our Dynasty Savages yep. League that we do together, and it was not enough to pull not us quite. away. Uh, Tyler Boyd is probably going to move up a He's, round or two, yeah. maybe. And then there's somebody else, a guy named John Ross. And yeah. John Ross, he... Uh, where did I put it? Of course, I'm. I put it in the wrong <laughs> section. John Ross is going to miss the next couple of weeks with a hamstring well, issue. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, hamstring. Pay attention. So, while these guys on the Bengals are doing terrible, right. AJ Green obviously out for a while. John Ross has that. Nasty word hamstring yeah. attached to his name right now. All they've got left is Tyler Boyd. Yep. But Tyler Boyd was good. Yep. And it's nothing compared to the next team I think we're going to be talking about. <laughs> yes. Nothing <laughs> compared to what has happened to the New York football giants. Again. Again. This is again. Yep. Golden Tate is appealing a four-game suspension. Of course. For violating an NFL policy on PEDs. Mm-hmm. Um, he... They say there's a chance he could win, but I don't see yeah. that Yeah, most happen. of the time you don't. So if it gets reduced at all, it would be just a couple games at the most. And one of my sleeper picks, <laughs> Corey Coleman. I know it was just an off-the-cuff sleeper yeah. pick, but now there is zero, nope. zero chance for him because he has suffered a season-ending torn ACL. Yeah, not good. And another one of our semi-favorites here at Fantasy Fuel, Sterling Shepard, yeah. has a fractured thumb, yeah. but it's still possible that he could be ready for the Yeah, I think he'll one. be fine, but just eh, the injuries <laughs> with the Giants, it seems like it's every year. Yes. Put it this way, and I'll say this, and I think it's probably true, Evan Ingram, monster year, I'm saying it. He could be in the same tier as the other three yes. that we're looking at. If if this is all going to continue with the injuries and the possible suspension with Tate, and Tate's not the greatest at staying healthy to begin with, but yeah, I mean this could be a very, very good year for Evan Ingram. To give everybody out there some perspective, the Giants currently have six healthy wide receivers: <laughs> Cody Latimer, Benny Fowler. Russell Shepard, Alonzo mm. Russell, mm. Reggie White Jr., <laughs> and Damari Scott. And uh, apparently they were going to work out Kelvin Benjamin. There it is. There's your number one <laughs> There's guy. There's your savior. <laughs> so with all these guys out yeah. and Golden Tate out for the first four weeks possibly, the best two wide receivers, like you alluded to, mm-hmm. are a tight end and a running back. Yep. It's going to be Evan Ingram. 
and Barkley. Saquon Barkley, yep. and that's and they're going to get force fed the ball. You would think as long. I mean, I still expect Shepard to come back, right? And he's going to be fine, but I don't know because I've never experienced a fractured thumb and then tried to play football after it's healed up and i'm assuming he's going to try and come back early yes because it's just the thumb and he could probably still catch the ball and all that so you got to kind of keep an eye on it but i think he's gonna be fine coleman's obviously not gonna be fine they're gonna somebody's gonna have to step up there and the four game suspension i mean i think it's gonna be a big ingram show now keep an eye on this yeah a guy that we talked about a couple years ago we were really high on last year, mm-hmm. hoping he would come back. Mm-hmm. Just got released. Cameron Meredith. Mm-hmm. That could be a decent spot for him to land. Yeah. Just for the fact that if he gets on the field, he will be able I'm to st- I'm targets. still kind of boggled, and my mind is kind of boggled that he wasn't something in right. with the Saints, but it just seems like... Yeah, I feel like there was something there for them there to take advantage of with him, and it just didn't happen. So I don't know if he's lost his step or if he just isn't the guy that he, yeah. we thought he was going it's to be. very possible. So maybe the Giants just aren't even going to look at him because they don't care. I mean, if they're looking at Kev- Kelvin Benjamin before they look at him, <laughs> that's a sign. Yeah, well, uh, before we move on, because we have stories for – every team in the NFC East. Before mm-hmm. we move on to those, let's stay with the Giants So far, they've had a Saquon MVP chant, (laughs) a fan chew out Alec Ogletree for not staying with Barkley in a one-on-one drill, some kids saying, we want Daniel after Eli Manning's first pass goes incomplete, (sighs) and Paul Perkins will now forever be immortalized as the Giants running back who caught Daniel Jones' first career training (laughs) camp completion. It was a check down. And it was f- his first completion in seven attempts. Oh, no. Mm, that's no. that's not yes. good. Uh, somebody I work with actually posted a video uh, of <laughs> Daniel Jones. I didn't realize it was Daniel Jones at first because uh, he's a Bears fan. So I thought he posted something Bears. And it's, I'm watching it on my phone. So it's really small. I'm like, what is going on? I don't understand what's so special about it. And then I looked at the caption and it said something about Daniel Jones. I was like, oh, let me look at it again. And it was a pass. I think it was supposed to be to Evan Ingram out in the flat, and it was about 10 feet over his head. <laughs> like, wow, this is not a good start for Daniel. Jones. Not at all. And I just, it's just so sad that he looks exactly like Eli Manning. I'm going to say that every time it's we amazing. talk about him. But, yeah, if if Eli, even if Eli looks bad, if they don't trust in Daniel Jones, they're probably just going to stick with Eli the whole year. I would hope so. <laughs> you can't do much else with what they've got to work with. Uh, all right, let's move on to the Washington Redskins. Uh, so far, some of the best action they have seen is uh, Kai in the crowd dressed as a preacher in a white robe. He is praying over a man in a Giants jersey, shouting, Save him, Lord. Uh, repent. Repent. <laughs> of uh, your wicked ways. Yes. Yeah, that's funny. And uh, on some more serious news... <laughs> Trent Williams, he is not a very trusting person of Bruce Allen mm. and says he does not want to play for the Redskins again. Yeah. Yep. That's bad news nope. for Dwayne Haskins if Trent Williams is not out there <laughs> on that field. Agreed. Okay, let's move on to my favorite team to talk about, not the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> I'm talking about the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And uh, right now... 
Jerry Jones said Zeke is late to training camp. Late. Uh, okay. He is officially a non-report <laughs> and can be subject to fines. Well, now Zeke is late, <laughs> probably not showing up for a little bit, because where is he heading to? Uh, Mexico. Yeah, he, he's <laughs> been in Cabo. Yeah. Uh, a source says that they've seen the Cabo reports, and it's not a good look. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they believe their last offer was a fair one, and they continue to talk to Zeke. I don't know why he's answering phone calls if he's in Cabo, right. but they're trying to get him back into camp. And why do they want to get him back into camp? Because he's the best player on the Cowboys. Don't tell Jerry Jones that. Everyone, if I may have your attention, it is time for the cringeworthy player of the week. <laughs> All right. It's not a player. It's an owner. We're talking yes. about Jerry Jones. And he just said, you don't have to have a rushing champion to win a Super Bowl. And now, while that is correct... He has never done that without a rushing champion. Yeah, let's think of all the Super Bowls you've won, and, and let's think about the one guy. <laughs> Who was that? Mr. Emmett Smith led right. the league in rushing every time the Cowboys <laughs> won a Super Bowl while Jerry Jones was an owner. So I'm not yeah. sure why he even... Does he not even realize the history of his own team? No, I pro- probably not. He really probably doesn't. He probably just thinks... Well, I'm going to say this because I'm gonna, it's leverage over Zeke. It's not leverage over Zeke. Yeah. Zeke's going to do whatever the crap he wants. This is just yeah, very cringeworthy. I don't know why he's saying stuff like this. <laughs> and to that point, too, I believe the last three division titles that the Cowboys won, they also had the rushing leader for <laughs> that year, whether it was DeMarco Murray right, or Murray. Zeke. Mm-hmm. So, Jerry, just yep. stop. Yep. Please stop. All right, one more team in the NFC East, and that is the Eagles. And uh, I did in my ride edition, Darren Sproles is back, and I'm happy about that. I don't know how much of a role he's going to, but apparently he came back because he lost his bet to his daughter. That's perfect. Yeah. I mean, why not? The daughter probably wants him to go back. Yeah. They said he probably would have come back anyway, (laughs) but this was that last little push that he said, okay, I'll go do it. And on more relevant fantasy news, it's early, of course, but right now, Jordan Howard is dominating, (laughs) dominating carries with the first team offense, not even a close second. (laughs) What have I been saying? Yeah, you're right so far. It is very, very early, so let's not get too carried away. Okay. But it's a good sign to a certain extent. They're going to use him, and he's... He's the best running back on the team. Yeah, uh, he's going to be the first two towns, and that that's all I care about. <laughs> he's going to get touchdowns doing yeah. that. He's going to yep. get short yardage situations. He'll be on the field enough to be a decent RB2, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So who's a decent RB1? We talked about him in a couple of those trades. Todd yep. Gurley. Apparently in some recent workout videos, there was a close-up of his knee. And in them, you can see bone spurs. Uh, really? <laughs> this is, It just gets worse and worse for the news upon him. Yes. But is it is it really that significant? I don't think so. Exactly. I mean, if he's got them, it means he's had them. It means he's played through them. Yep. Whatever happened yep. last year, I don't know if we'll ever know the complete truth. I, 
I'm not sure there is a truth. That I, there has <laughs> right. to be some kind of truth, obviously, but I don't think any of us know, except for maybe Todd Gurley. Right. Uh, now, he did not practice uh, <laughs> for a little while, but I'm sure that's probably going to be like maybe a one-off, one-on situation where he doesn't need the practice. Like probably doesn't need do. it. And so every time he's not out there, it's just going to create more news. So if he doesn't want the news, he needs to go out there and shut them up. That's what I would do, but yes. he's not doing that. So. And he's trying to shut some people up. Yeah. He's telling the media, stop putting this bad energy in my knee. I <laughs> right. mean, we've done it here on Fantasy Fuel where we talk about a guy and then the very next yeah. week something happens to him. Mm-hmm. So we all need to give Todd energy, our, Todd Gurley our good energy, <laughs> and he'll be just fine. He'll be just fine. You can fine. take here, him number one overall. I'm giving you some good energy. It's knee energy, too. You need it. You need it. There you go. Uh, a couple days ago, Damian Williams did not finish practice due mm. to what? Hamstring? Hamstring. <laughs> oh, we hate this word. It's a, it, it keeps popping up, doesn't it? It does. Every time we talk about it, pop, 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 it keeps coming. We don't want that hamstring to pop. We don't want to <laughs> pop when the hamstring comes. But, yeah, that, I'm telling you, hamstring injuries are the worst. Damian Williams, just saying. Yeah, it's... If you have any faith in Damian Williams and you don't care about these early hamstring injuries, use this to a guy who's got Damian Williams and try and trade for him. Maybe you can get a little better of a deal. I don't know. Maybe. And uh, let's move on to your New York Jets. Mm -hmm. We don't know 100% yet what has happened, but Jamison Crowder was taken back to the locker room after he tried to run on an injured foot, ankle. Yeah. He was limping. Yeah, I'm okay with Crowder as long as it's not the rest of our running our wide receivers. I'm okay yes. with that because I like the wide receivers we have. I just I I, I was kind of looking forward to Crowder to be honest because it's it was a it would have been a nice good three three top three of our wide I can't speak <laughs> but the wide receivers it would have been nice to watch all three of them go at it and I it's too bad but we'll see what happens we don't know what's going on yet so yep. Okay, well, there's a lot of news out of Detroit. Uh, and the first part was yeah. the Lions released Theo Riddick uh, okay. right after I uh, picked him up in the flag league just <laughs> as an extra running back. Now hopefully he finds a better situation. And he worked out with uh, the Saints on Sunday and mm-hmm. the Denver Broncos. He, has, uh, he was scheduled to visit. So I don't like either one of those situations for him, no, really. No, not really. But nope. As long as he finds somewhere and he doesn't have that little F.A. next to his name, I'll be happy in that league. Um, and why did the Detroit Lions release the O'Riddick? Because they picked up Mike Daniels after the Packers mysteriously waived him for yeah. what appears to be no apparent reason. Yeah, it's just a weird situation there. I I don't get it, but, yeah, I mean, it's a good Good call by Detroit. Oh yeah. Why not? Why not? Their wow. Uh, their defensive line is yeah, they need it. Amazing. Yeah, they after picking like Daniels they, up. They have Trey Flowers, Ashawn Robinson, Snacks Harrison, and Deshaun now got, Hand. Now you got this guy sitting there making this entire defensive line ridiculous to, in my eyes. So you got four guys, really good. Yep. All of them. They will be able to spell each other a little bit and yeah, not have to be course. on the field as much. And why did Mike Daniels pick Detroit? Because 
apparently there were other offers out there for more money. But he right. wanted to go to Detroit because of Coach Patricia. Okay. He yep. said, Coach Patricia, straight up, he's just a genius. He really is. He understands <laughs> the game of football. He knows what it takes. To be able to play for a coach like that, it means everything. Now, we didn't really see the genius come out last year. Not exactly. We'll see what happens here <laughs> this next year, but yeah. Defensive guys love Matt Patricia. I hear that. Offensively, yep. he needs something else. <laughs> I'm not sure. He needs to just maybe hand the reins over to yeah. somebody. Yep. And uh, one of those guys on that offense this year, a guy that we have talked about before, <laughs> TJ Hawkinson. Yep. Only a few days into camp, but... Apparently, TJ is impressive and heavily involved in the passing offense. Made several whoa catches already. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I like Hawkinson. It, it's, these are all early things that we're talking about. I love talking about it, but if it continues to be a trend, that's going to be really noticeable at that point. Yes, uh, apparently he was the best pass catcher, including the wide receivers. Yeah. So that's Kenny Galladay. Yep. That's Marvin Jones. Yep. That's Danny Amendola. Yep. I like it. Yeah. We it's... drafted him in the Dynasty Savages League. We didn't have a great stable of tight ends, so yep. maybe this will be our guy. It, it very well could be. I'm and, definitely uh, excited. Yeah. Speaking of... <laughs> Mad crush. <laughs> Oh, yes. Here Your it is. guy, Lamar Jackson. Uh, somebody was talking to John Harbaugh about Lamar Jackson and his capacity to run. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coach Billick told him Cam Newton's high was 139 rushes in a season. Mm-hmm. And without hesitating, Harbaugh says, take the over. <laughs> That's a lot of rushes. That's a lot of rushes. That's a lot of opportunities to get hurt as yes, well. Yes, it is. That's why I like him. That's why he's my man crush. That is why. So, yeah, apparently they are all in on using Lamar Jackson, how he is able to play football, mm-hmm. not taking somebody and trying to make them a pocket passer. Right. We know he's Lamar just, Jackson is not he's that. He's not going to do that. You know that 100%. He's not accurate enough to win games. You've got to use him like you used him last year. Make him run the ball. It's going to be going to be great. I can't wait. I really can't wait. So if you're punting that quarterback position and you don't want to take somebody until the 10th, 11th round. Absolutely. There you go. Absolutely. He could be a league winner. He could be yeah. next year. Everybody's going to want to take Lamar Jackson in like the third round. It probably yeah. will never get as bad as Matthew Berry's take years ago. <laughs> and I am taking Michael Vick number one in every <laughs> league that I have a chance. Oh, I, I don't mean, think we can go that far ever no, again. No, no, no. I don't think there's no chance. No chance. No chance, no chance that's ever going to happen again. Ever. Ever. Well, we'll stay in the AFC and go to the AFC South. And another guy that we're hopefully high on this year, <laughs> Texans wide receiver Will Fuller, apparently has made a full recovery yes. from his ACL tear. Yes. And uh, if he is on the field for the whole season, he is going to make some people very happy because yep. he's going to score a lot of touchdowns. And he's like BFFs with Deshaun Watson. Yeah. So if he can be out there. Oof. I've been saying Will Fuller is the key to Watson, and I think uh, obviously uh, Kiki Kute is also – a big key as well. If all three of their wide receivers are healthy, I think this could be a huge year for them. Yes. I really do. It could be uh, if they can all stay healthy. Yes. Watson included. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, if they have a running game, 
if they don't have a running game, then they might have to pass a lot more anyway. I think I feel like the running game is good enough, especially with Watson being part of that running game. I feel like it's good enough to, to have Miller and then you know Foreman as well. But I, I just honestly think that this is going to be a really good year for Watson and all of them. But again, health is the key. Yes, health is the key. And remember, this is the very beginning of training camp, and either yes. everybody has a hamstring injury or everybody's <laughs> looking amazing. Yeah. So take everything with a little bit of a grain of salt. Sure. But I am liking what I'm hearing about Will Fuller. Right. Staying in the AFC South, a couple of wide receivers for the Colts. Like they're just being praised like no other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've seen multiple articles about Deion Kane and Paris Campbell. Yeah. And that's not to say, you know, we already have T.Y. Hilton. We've got right. Eric Ebron. We've got yep. Jack Doyle. Yep. It's it's kind of, I mean, it's almost scary if these guys are truly. If, yeah, if this all comes the way that it could. If these guys, this could be huge. Andrew Luck is a really good quarterback, and if he's got all this talent around him, Watch out. I've already made one of my ESPs as Andrew Luck is going to be MVP of the National Football League. And That's, this, if, it's, it's, it's not out of the realm of possibilities. Nope. I'm not going to go there 100%, <laughs> but it's very, very possible. All right. Well, we haven't had it in a while. Yeah. And now it's time for Twat, this week's Antonio Troubles. Well, I don't know how much troubles they are. <laughs> I mean, Antonio Brown was placed on the non-football injury list to begin camp. I think he's yeah. off of it already. Yeah, no big deal there. But <laughs> every year he's got to do something when he comes to camp. And this year he arrived to training camp in a hot air balloon. Hot air balloon. That is just great. I mean, it's... as all the things, this is why the one of the, the, one of the more positive things I can yes, get out of, out of him in the last few weeks but yeah, I, hot air balloon. That's cool. I like it. It's a little out there. Like I'm nobody else is doing this, but that's probably part of the reason he's doing it because hey, it's kind of cool. It's kind of kind of cool. But I had to put that in there because we haven't heard <laughs> about the twat in a while. Yeah, so. we haven't seen it had Antonio Brown news in a little while, so that's good. Now here's a guy you're gonna have to look out for because I'm starting to see where people are coming from, and that's not good news for Kyler Murray. <laughs> Because Larry Fitzgerald was talking to Kurt Warner about Kyler Murray, and he said, quote, I mean, from day one, he's out there checking the different plays, sliding the line, different protections, getting us in screens when blitzes are coming. His understanding of the offense is crazy. Sure. And Kyler Murray not only throws an accurate ball, but he throws a strong ball. He completed a pass to Christian Kirk in a seven-on-seven drill that was tipped but not even enough to knock the pass off its course. Yeah. Uh, listen, I, 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 if I'm coming around on him at all, it'd be just a little bit. I'm still, I still need a lot more uh, to see out of this oh, until, sure. until I get, you know, some. Give me some preseason games where I can actually see you going against some other teams, try, planning to stop you. Yes. He has just not had enough experience in the NFL yet for me to say 100%. Kyler Murray is going to be the guy that everybody thinks he's going to be. Yep. I'm not there yet. I will, I'm more than willing to get there. <laughs> I just need to see a little more. Yep, of course. I just I wasn't sure what to make of Kyler Murray, but if Larry Fitzgerald is yep, giving him I, praise, I agree. I'm listening. I agree with that. Well, let's move on to my AFC darling team, <laughs> the Buffalo Bills, and apparently 
Sean McDermott wanted to compare his wide receivers, and he says, all our receivers are like Smurfs. They live in a small village and separate <laughs> in small areas. <laughs> I don't know what that really means. They got to paint their faces blue? I don't know what that means. Like, what? <laughs> They're all Smurfs. They live in small a small village in <laughs> What is that? Well, I mean, it's, Come Cole, on. it's Cole Beasley. He's a tiny little guy <laughs> running around out there and making his mark on the field. I don't know. Okay. But, uh, apparently, John Brown's been looking good. Again, sure. everybody's looking good right now. Yeah. But uh, I do hamstrings. like I do appreciate Sean McDermott's uh, colorful. Sure. I mean, it's fun. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. You know what else is fun? Signing autographs. Yes. Uh, Lachlan Edwards, the Jets punter, <laughs> was out there signing autographs after practice, and a kid asked him, can I have some of your armpit hair? <laughs> I wish there was a video of this. That would have been amazing. Okay. What? Uh, that would mean this kid has – how old is this kid? I need to know that, too. That's awesome. If I'm looking on eBay later and I see something about armpit hair in the New York Jets, I'm oh yes. boy. armpit hair. What I mean, how does he? How does he say? Okay, yeah, sure. Just give me, give me, uh, you know, uh, some scissors. Or does he just go oh, rip on. that just, stuff out? Just a couple of little locks <laughs> right off the end. I mean, hey, it's no big deal. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, memorabilia is at a whole new level nowadays. <laughs> We got one more interesting story. Kind of goes along with uh, Tom's Jets. Yeah, Vinny Testaverde's son, mm-hmm. Vincent Testaverde. So he unique. doesn't want to go by no, Vinny. Apparently, no junior thrown in there. <laughs> uh, he signed with the Buccaneers, who his dad also played for. Right. Uh, the younger Testaverde only threw for seventeen hundred yards and eleven touchdowns in his lone year at. Albany, yeah, and he also attended Texas Tech before transferring to Miami, then Albany. I don't know that he's going to have a long career in the NFL. He's one hundred percent the starter going into that. <laughs> James I mean, Winston, his, watch he, out! He's he is V Testaverde. I mean, get him on the field. Get him on the field. That is not not good. <laughs> All right, well, that is going to do it for our news today. Um, it's it's been a very interesting first week at camp. Yeah, lots of different guys out there that are jumping up and down the boards. Yep. We're still we're still out there on Melvin Gordon. Yeah, it's gonna be. I I'm waiting to to see what's going to happen. I I, I was contemplating whether or not I wanted to do like a little trade or something. I'm still looking at it. I mean, I just what is the risk that I'm yeah. going to take here? And then if if the risk pays off, it could be great. Oh, it could be amazing. It could be amazing. But then what are other people willing to risk to get rid of him? Like, do you really want to take that chance? It's tough. It really is because this could be the exact same thing as Bell. Like, right. I don't want to risk that, get somebody, and then miss eight or the whole entire season. Right. I don't want that. So No, we do not want that at all. Right. Uh, so... We're going to update our rankings here soon, uh, fantasyfuelpodcast.com. Yep, we do that. see all our rankings. After everything that we have heard and all the different yeah. uh, stories, we will be updating our rankings, so check those out very soon. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com, slash fantasyfuel, uh, on Twitter, at fantasyfuel. 
again, check out polesports.com. He is going to be with us, Mr. John Castillo, yes. at the Canton, Ohio Midwest Fantasy Football Expo in just a couple of short weeks. Yeah. It's going to be here. Um, we're going to meet a lot of new people. Hopefully we've got some good stories for you when we get back. It's going to be fun. Uh, if uh, you've been listening on iHeartRadio, hopefully you have uh, connected back to us. There was a little bit of a snafu where our feed yeah. did not go through, but it is back. It's back. Uh, I guarantee you, you it is back. You are important to us. But if that happens again, there's so many other ways you can listen to us. Yes, there is. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple. Pretty much everywhere you're going <laughs> to find us. And if you're into it, uh, you can find us me yeah. on the average joe show mm-hmm. say productions.com slash youtube they've got all sorts of weird stuff on there but this is a <laughs> show for the weird yep. wacky news and if you're into audio dramas please check out the veiled monarch yep. and soon the veiled west both from the same story i guess uh, fantasy world it's yes <laughs> in the same fantasy world yep. so that's going to be fun. Um, any last thoughts? I think I'm good. You think you're good. good? All right. Then that does it for us. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to stay fueled up this fantasy season.